Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday the 7th of August. I'm Laura Cook. And I'm Holly Keogh. Shelling at the Zaporizhia plant in Ukraine raises concerns of nuclear disaster. It is a terrible thing to be happening. There should be no military activities being carried out in or around a nuclear facility. And Palestinian rockets reach west of Jerusalem on the third day of Gaza fighting. The Times Daily World Briefing. We start in Ukraine, where there's growing concern over shelling at Europe's largest nuclear power plant. The UN's nuclear watchdog has said it's extremely concerned by reports of military action near the Zaporizhia plant. Since Russia invaded Ukraine back in February, the conflict has settled into a war of attrition, fought largely in Ukraine's east and south. But the fighting over the Zaporizhia plant in the south, captured by Russian forces in the opening stage of the war, but still run by Ukrainian technicians, has raised the prospect of a wider disaster. The International Atomic Energy Agency has called for an immediate end as they warn of a very real risk of a nuclear disaster. Laura Rockwood, a former official at the agency, says there's still not much detail about what might have happened. There has been damage to the installation at Zaporizhia. They seem to have hit a high voltage line. There seems to have been some other damage subsequent to that. But I haven't heard any definitive clarification or verification as to who caused it, how it happened, and how extensive the damage is. So there are a lot of questions still remaining. The shelling, which hit a high voltage power line at the nuclear power station, prompted the plant's operators to disconnect a reactor, despite no radioactive leak being detected. Both sides have accused each other of engaging in nuclear terrorism, with Ukraine's state nuclear power company Energoatom blaming Russia for the damage on one side, while Russia's defence ministry accused Ukrainian forces of shelling the plant on the other. On Friday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was clear about his thoughts. Today, the occupiers created another very dangerous situation for all in Europe. They shelled the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant and have done it twice in a day. This is the largest nuclear station in our continent, and any shelling is an overt blatant crime, a terrorist act. Russia has to bear responsibility for just creating a threat to the nuclear power plants as such. 
The United States has accused Russia of using it as a nuclear shield, while Russia's defence ministry said damage to the plant had only been avoided thanks to the skillful, competent and effective actions of its units. The IAEA has urged all sides to exercise the utmost restraint. Laura Rockwood says there are delicate political issues to consider to get any access to the plant. It has to do with whether a visit by Rafael Grossi and his team would reflect an acknowledgement of Russia's takeover of this facility and cede Ukrainian control. He has said on numerous occasions he needs the cooperation of both the Russian Federation and the Ukrainian government. It's a very, very sensitive highly political situation. And that's the unfortunate thing, because as Raphael has emphasized, this is not about politics. This is about human safety uh, and the integrity of these nuclear installations. We move now to Israel, where communities west of Jerusalem have woken up to rocket sirens and explosions on Sunday morning. Rocket attacks and airstrikes have been intensifying on both sides since Friday. Jotam Confino, a journalist based in Tel Aviv, gave us the latest on the ground there. So rapidly escalating here, the situation uh, in the past 24 hours. We've seen the death toll in Gaza rising to 32 and the number of rockets fired from Gaza at Israel is around 600 now. We heard uh, air sirens for the first time going off in Tel Aviv yesterday, and just this morning we heard air sirens in Jerusalem as well. Around 30 Palestinians, at least a third of them civilians, and two of them senior commanders of the Islamic Jihad militant group have been killed in the weekend surge of fighting. Meanwhile, rocket salvos have sent tens of thousands of Israelis to shelters. It's prompted concern among world powers and a truce mediation by Egypt. It's been contained in part by the fact that Hamas, the governing Islamist group in the impoverished and blockaded Gaza Strip, has held fire. Israel launched the strikes on Gaza on Friday. It was described as the preemption of an Islamic jihad attack, which was meant to avenge the arrest of a group leader in the occupied West Bank. The fighting continues as hundreds of rockets have been fired by Islamist jihad in response. Jotam Confino explains what the concerns are for the people in the conflict areas. It's absolutely terrible. Gaza is a humanitarian emergency, so to say. More than 80% live in poverty, and especially during times like this when the Gaza border is shut and no, no goods can come in, no, no fuel can come in. Electricity is among one of the first things that get affected. So electricity is down to about four hours a day in Gaza. And uh, obviously poverty is only getting worse day by day, really. On the way, accusations of China being provocative after rehearsing attacks on Taiwan and new energy-saving measures in Spain. The Times Daily World Briefing. The United States has accused Beijing of being irresponsible after Taiwan accused China of rehearsing an attack on the island. Taiwan deployed aircraft and ships in response to the Chinese drills now in their fourth day. The tensions come after a trip to Taiwan by US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Her visit angered China, which claims Taiwan as part of its territory rather than a self-ruled country, saying it violated the One China policy. Hung Xu Chu, a former leader of the Kuomintang Party, said the visit has made the situation in Taiwan more critical. 
There's a continuous military drill surrounding Taiwan, and hundreds of varieties of agricultural products cannot be sold to the mainland anymore. That impacts the economy. But the Taiwan authorities can do nothing to solve the problem. I believe this will be a wake-up call for the people in Taiwan. Nancy Pelosi has left Taiwan in a mess. And I think we should have let her stay here longer to know how it feels to be surrounded by live ammunition drills. And then we would ask her what she could do to support Taiwan and solve the Taiwan question. The Taiwan military said it responded appropriately to the live fire exercises by dispatching multiple aircraft and ships. China sees Taiwan as a breakaway province and insists it should be unified with the mainland. But Taiwan is a self-ruled island which sees itself as distinct from the mainland. Cindy Yu, host of The Spectator's Chinese Whispers podcast, told Times Radio tensions have been bubbling for some time. Of course, all of this comes in the context of great power uh, rivalry in the world between China and the US. So, of course, you've got the Americans very interested in defending Taiwan uh, for those reasons. And, yeah, tensions are coming to a head. I, I don't think they're quite, you know, at the point of invasion yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is why it is being bubbling under the surface. Any hint of recognition of Taiwan by other countries enrages China. It announced that because of Ms Pelosi's visit, sanctions have been placed on her and her family. Beijing also announced it was halting ties with the US on a range of critical issues, from talks on the climate crisis to dialogue between the militaries. We head now to Cuba, where a lightning strike has sparked a huge fire at a fuel storage tank in the city of Matanza that raged out of control. Four explosions were reported at the site and Cuban authorities said over 120 people were injured in the second blast. One person was listed as dead and 17 firefighters were unaccounted for. Benito Pol lives locally and witnessed the fire break out. I saw it when the helicopters came to put out the fire. They had buckets dropping water there, but they couldn't extinguish the fire. The fuel storage facility has eight giant tanks that hold oil, which is used to fuel electricity generating plants. The accident comes as Cuba continues to struggle with a shortage of fuel. Cuba's government has asked for help from international experts in friendly countries who have experience in the oil sector. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With news of two double gold winners at the Commonwealth Games, here's John Jackson. Elaine Thompson-Hera secured a second Commonwealth Games gold medal on Saturday evening with a dominant performance in the 200 metres final. The Jamaican five-time Olympic champion coasted home in a Games record of 22.02, just days after a similarly impressive performance in the 100 metres. Uganda's Jacob Kiplimo also won his second gold medal of the Games as he held on to win the men's 5,000 metres at Alexander Stadium in Birmingham, England. It marked the second consecutive games Uganda has swept the two distance events, with Joshua Cheptegei having won the 5,000-10,000 double at the Gold Coast. Alistair Chalmers claimed the tiny Channel Island of Guernsey's first ever athletics medal when he snatched bronze in the men's 400 metres hurdles just a week after contracting COVID-19. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. A musical teaser on Twitter appears to suggest Lady Gaga will star in the Joker sequel. 
The second film to follow the Oscar-winning psychological thriller Joker is set for release in 2024, with Joaquin Phoenix returning as a title character. Variety has reported that the new production will be a musical with Lady Gaga, who's expected to play Joker's co-conspirator, Harley Quinn. And finally, tourists hoping to cool down in hospitality venues are going to have a shock to their system. New energy-saving measures in Spain bans air conditioning from being set lower than 27 degrees Celsius in the summer. The country has approved a new set of rules that will also see heating not be allowed above 19 Celsius in winter. The measures will apply to offices, shops, bars and restaurants, as well as public transport systems and transport centres. Stores will also be required to keep their doors shut to maintain temperatures. The good news, though, is that the rule doesn't apply to hotel rooms, as they're not deemed as public spaces. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday, the 7th of August. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.